Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Carrie. Hi. We are back for a great April review episode. Uh, before we start, Carrie has a little explanation to give for her sound. <laughs> Thanks, Stephanie. I was like, how do we go segue into this? I don't know. So let's just go. <laughs> well, you guys, I was traveling last week and I lost my little adapter for my microphone. So I'm on my headset. That is not good. <laughs> I don't think at least. So it's like you're calling in, Carrie. I am. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of are. <laughs> my brain is trying to call in. It's It was a very busy week and I'm still trying to like make up for the amount of crazy you're like still recovering even yes. though it's monday yes and even though i came back on friday so i had two whole weekend days <laughs> to rest and it just didn't help nope so oh well but we're starting with just one kiss it's a review episode and i really liked this one what about you so did i <laughs> it was my favorite of the ones we're going to cover today Mine too. Mine too. Ooh. I mean, we thought it was going to be, I think we thought it was going to be good, I but agree. I think it surpassed what we even thought maybe. Well, and there's some things that like you didn't see, well, I didn't see coming. The storyline was very unique for Hallmark. Mm-hmm. There was lots of singing in it, which was what we thought would be the pro to it, but yeah. there was even more than I expected. So that was great. And yeah, and I loved it. I was like, yes. I even I texted Carrie because there is a dream singing sequence. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have this. Like he's dreaming and it's black and white and they're singing. And like this was I also texted Carrie. Normally we don't text a ton during these movies because we save all of our comments for the podcast. But sometimes you just have to react in real time. <laughs> And this was one of my like jaw drop smile moments in the movie. I was just like, oh my goodness, this is so good. This is so cute. Well, and I loved the first black and white dream scene. I thought it was so cute. Mm -hmm. It was unexpected. I was like, well, who's the person that's dreaming? Of course, it's him. Then there was the second dream scene. That was like nightmare. The second (laughs) surprised me. I liked it, but it definitely was different from I felt like this was a very different Hallmark movie because that second dream scene kind of fits in with like what you learn in the first five minutes of the movie yeah which is that we start with the heroine going to her divorce like she's still married (laughs) she's getting a divorce from this guy he does not want the divorce but she's doing it anyway because he is an alcoholic a recovering alcoholic and she can't like deal with it anymore after 12 years of marriage this is just very different yeah and it was like oh well we would have a house if you hadn't spent all your money on alcohol and whatever it was it was your job because you weren't reliable it was such an interesting start to the movie shocking too yeah (laughs) It was shocking. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then it kind of shocked me even more because I think I just assumed since we started at the 
divorce lawyer's office that they had signed the papers and was done. But then later in the movie, you see that she hadn't signed the papers yet. So she's technically kind of dating while just separated, but still technically married. I mean, I guess it's not that big of a deal. People do it. But it kind of threw me. I was just like, oh, I don't know. I just want people to be completely free and clear when they decide to move on with someone else. Yeah, I was surprised by that, too. I did actually enjoy getting to see her, like, struggle with it because it was very clear Mm -hmm. that she still loves him, but too much damage had been done. Yeah, like she had to break the cycle. Yes. So it was an interesting concept. And at times I felt like I probably like you felt or do feel in these situations like, oh, is she really... Like, should she be going out on a date with him or, you know what I'm saying? Like those kinds of things. But in the end, I still really liked it. <laughs> that didn't ruin it for yeah. me. No, it, it was still okay. Because they still, they were able to show the, you know, soon to be ex-husband <laughs> in enough of a light to show like, yeah, this isn't good or healthy and... Like, she had a very tearful conversation with her daughter or their daughter about, you know, how much she had tried to make it work with him. And, you know, she said that line where you teach people how to treat you, Uh you know, by what you accept. And she just can't accept this anymore. I'm just like, yeah, that's good. That's good. But it was just a very different storyline as far as her romantic past. Yep. I agree. And, And I think in general... There were lots of things that were different about the storyline. I mean, we're kind of getting into storyline, the things that I made. (laughs) But one of the things I think is also all of the singing. I loved how they started out immediately with him singing. Yeah. And I also... It had to be true. Yeah. (laughs) I also really enjoyed his, like, I'm supposed to be taking... They have their little spat because the ex shows up to stay on the couch for a couple of nights and tells the guy that he's moving back in. So he kind of steps away and he's like, okay, never mind." When he goes to work the next time, he's like, I'm supposed to be taking these upbeat requests, but I just don't feel like it. (laughs) And then she's moved on. She's teaching her class and she's talking about heartbreak. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I laughed out loud when he was like, I can't sing these love songs when my heart's been stomped on. All you can sing are the blues. (laughs) And some guy's like, get to sing it already. I know. Like, I don't want to hear your life story. (laughs) Did you notice? This is one random thing that I have written down. Do you notice the guy, the best friend, was from two of the movies? Yeah. Like, he is making the rounds this year. (laughs) He's got the Italian look, apparently, that Hallmark goes for. Because that's, like, what he's been in in the past. And I know this movie didn't have an Italian theme. But it kind of felt that... It had that family, cultural, traditional thing going on. I felt like he was Italian. I don't know if that was true. But Tony Romano... He was Italian because me. she, his mom was Italian. And then they were talking about how her mom 
her mom was Jewish, but had her dad was Hispanic Mexican. Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely talked so just, about that. So Yeah. So he just he fits in with this kind of world, which is fine. I like him. I yeah. actually looked it up because he's played um like the gay best friend a couple of times now, which is fine. But I was wondering because you know, the only really out Hallmark actors we know are Luke McFarlane and Jonathan Bennett. And um, and if I'm missing any, I guess someone can message us. But those are like the two big ones. And Luke has not done a Hallmark movie where he's like been a gay man, right? right. Uh, whereas Jonathan has. So I was wondering like, oh, is this guy like, is he also gay? And so now he's getting to play these roles that he wouldn't have been able to before Hallmark decided to brought in their horizons but nah he's married to a lady and they have this baby and which is all fine i was just like huh there you go i was just curious <laughs> not that roles that you play means anything about your personal life but i was just wondering yeah so there's a tidbit uh random note because you know i'm looking for places to rent <laughs> that real estate agent said that her apartment they wanted a two months deposit and first and last month's rent and that all came out to eleven thousand dollars because her rent for a month was twenty seven fifty. I was just like, oh my gosh, they want over ten grand just to move into this place. And I know it's New York, but oh my goodness. Who has that much capital? Well especially when your husband has lost your house. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wrote down on the set, that was where I was going to make the note about the cost of that apartment, which I'm sure is not like outrageous for a New York apartment. And it was very nice looking, like big. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, uh, I was complaining about my like $1,200 rent when I moved to Chapel Hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you definitely didn't have to put down, you know, what? a $10,000 deposit like no. that is a lot of money like deposit and then on top of that you need first and last month's rent that's just a lot of extra money yep to have lying around yeah so I was just like oh thank goodness I'm not living in New York not that North Carolina is cheap but it's, it's not, not like New that <laughs> let's see uh I also this is also random I liked that she asked him, as far as his music career, like, why he doesn't record an album. And he said that he's not mainstream enough. So he's a soundtrack for other people's love lives. And I've actually thought about this a lot. Like, why aren't there more Michael Bublé's out there singing standards or even new music that has that feel like Michael does? And every year there will be somebody on, you know, The Voice, American Idol, one of the singing shows, and they'll get through because they can sing, but then they never get voted very far because they just can't compete with like pop people or country people, uh, which is his point. But it just, I don't understand it. Like, how did Michael Buble become who he is? Because he's not going to be around forever. <laughs> somebody else needs to take up the gauntlet. But I don't well, know how. And I wonder if, I feel like Michael Buble became really big at a time where this retro kind of thing 
was like really big also like Bruno Mars kind of had that feel but more on a pop side from the beginning mm-hmm. like all of his songs all sounded very retro you know yeah and mm-hmm. I think the same thing about like this is not the same time frame but Alicia Keys that first album that she came out with I loved yeah. it because it was like bluesy jazzy R&B now that I think about it Lady Gaga has done like a standards album or a couple with Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga has a beautiful voice when she's like legit singing, right? Uh-huh. So I, I wish she would put out something just her <laughs> like that too. Yeah. Well, and I wonder though, if these other people who have made it other than Michael Buble, I think Michael Buble is very much this, he's doing this sound, but like all the others mm-hmm. kind of blend it with something else. So Bruno Mars right. goes pop. Alicia Keys goes, you know, R&B. And they're kind of taking nods from it, but not actually singing it full on. So maybe that's the reason why it's not, they're more successful. And I don't know why Michael Buble is so successful in comparison to, there's a lot of people who sing like that, you know? Yeah. I just find it curious. And I thought that the guy made a good point in the movie about yeah. it not being mainstream enough i would love if there were more michael Bublé's out there well i also but wonder whatever. is it also that michael Bublé is very good looking and sometimes these guys <laughs> are not as good looking is this mean <laughs> well i'm just thinking of like the guys i've seen sing like this on the singing competition shows tend to be teenagers so i can see where you're going with this in kind of that way well and to me they a lot of them seem i don't know who i'm thinking of but there was one of them that i know was on one of these singing competitions and he was just kind of nerdy which Mm -hmm. i mean if ever there was a time that nerds can make it this is the time <laughs> but and i don't think this lead guy in this movie fits the normal hallmark lead guy i know it's not tyler hines or andrew walker no but you know who <laughs> he wise. does kind of remind me of but not not exactly but reminds me of jake epstein yeah he has I, that vibe i feel like they could be brothers in a movie or something like that you know Hmm. agreed I wonder if Jake can sing. Hmm. We could have uh, <laughs> a little brothers singing movie on Hallmark or Lifetime. I would take that. Yeah. So I have a question okay. for you, though. Okay. How did you feel about their first kiss? Well, <laughs> I thought it was fine. See, my mind goes to the first almost kiss when he tried to kiss her straight away after like their first night of hanging out together and she was reluctant and obviously not into him yet. And I was just like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> so that's where my mind went, like their first kind of almost kiss. But then the first real kiss. Eh. You didn't like it? I loved it. It was fine. They were like dancing and then. He well, seemed as if he was going to kiss her and he kind of twirled her. And then when she came back around, she kissed him. 
and I I loved that it. wasn't their first kiss. When was their first kiss then? When they were in the hall the second time after coming back, and boyfriend interrupted and guy kissed her. But I guess I think he kissed her on the cheek in the end. He kissed her so on I guess the maybe cheek. Not counting that. Yeah, I wasn't counting that one. Okay. Well, then first real kiss. I thought it was really <laughs> cute. Okay. Because. <laughs> They were singing Fly Me to the Moon, a duet, and then she sang the lyrics, Kiss Me, and then they did your whole part with the whole twirl and then kissing, and it was good. I Okay, because I wrote, like, on my phone, I did, like, the little fire emoji because I loved it so much, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, it was fine, and I was like, what? You're usually the one who's telling me that kisses are good. <laughs> Yeah, I needed a more specification. There were a lot of freaking kisses and almost kisses in this movie. Okay? Yeah. Yes, there were. You're right. But I do have like five exclamation points. I have some capital letters in the <laughs> part I wrote about that kiss. So I was excited. Good. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. Oh, my goodness. Do you have any more comments? I love, I have something that I wanted to say in storyline, but other than that, my other random thing was, it was really, I thought it was really cute that at the end when they're singing together, their first I love you was technically the lyrics to the song. Mm, yeah. so they didn't really say it, but they were definitely saying it to each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we ended with another duet by them. That was like a legit duet. I agree. And I would not feel comfortable getting up there and singing. So props to her, even though I know she's a professional singer in real life. <laughs> the character was not. <laughs> no, she wasn't. But yeah, good for her. Oh, and they also did a really good job casting her mom. I thought they looked a lot alike. And I had agree. a lot of the same attitude. I agree. <laughs> I was like, this is a perfect pair. Yep. Then we are ready to rate? Yes. Okay. For setting, I am giving it a four. I gave it a five, but you know I love New York. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. That's how I was waiting for it. I was like, you know, I say I love New York. I mean, it was nice. I give it a four. You know how I normally am with these things. So four is pretty good. I agree. Or is pretty good. Uh, and I liked her apartment, and he had a nice apartment. So there you go. Style, I also gave it a four because I really liked her outfits. She had some very interesting dress choices. Like she had a blue velvet dress that she wore to the art opening. She had a silver sparkly dress that she wore at the end. And they all had these high slits. I thought they were very pretty. I didn't love the blue one. I felt like, I don't know, there was something off about it to me, but I did really like the red one she wore initially. And mm -hmm. um, not initially, but the first time she puts one of those dresses on. Um, and then I really did like the last dress and I loved the dream dream scene dress. <laughs> yeah, I did like the dr dream scene dress too. I wish we could have seen it in color. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was silver, but I still would have liked to see it in color. Yeah. And I actually really liked her look overall because I don't think she fit the normal Hallmark leading women I agree. either. Because they're normally not so 
like dark hair, dark eye, dark makeup. Not a lot of them have short hair. Sometimes they have short hair in like a movie or two. Like I know Autumn, you know, sometimes has short hair, but uh-huh. they generally have fit a very more natural look. Like I don't know, but she didn't fit it. Is what I'm saying. Yep, I agree. But that was a good thing. So no knock to her. All right. And then storyline, I gave it a five because it was very different. I really love the music and I did not see the plot twist at the end. Maybe I should have. (laughs) This was my thing that I was saving for storyline because I agree with you. I gave it a five. I was going to ask if you saw the plot twist and I definitely should have seen this because literally the entire movie, the moms are in the background and I'm like, Why are they at the same movie and the moms are there? Why is the mom sitting on the side of the road where they're running and though nobody like there nobody sees them? Why are they at the the thing at his bar and and nobody sees them? And then all of a sudden their moms are dead and they have plotted this from beyond the grave. From heaven. (laughs) Yeah, I like one of my first comments was I like how he hears her in the theater because they're they meet at like a movie theater where she's talking, but he doesn't hear the moms plotting in the background of the same theater. <laughs> and then I was like, why are they at the movies when their children are on these dates? Like I was so confused. And then, you know, they had one scene where the mom was with her and then they had one scene where the mom was with him to make it seem like they were alive. But then as we got at the end and they made their comments about, my mom would have loved you. Yeah, she would have loved you too. And then I started thinking back. I was like, you know what? They never really did actually talk to their parents <laughs> or have conversations. So they're dead. It was, it was, I did not see that coming. It was surprising. I, I was like, wait a second, because I actually really enjoyed their meet cute. Except Mm -hmm. for the mom part. I was like, what on earth are the moms doing here? Why would you be there, like, chatting out Kathy back here behind, wanting to hook your kids up when they're, like, one's on a date with someone else, and and the other one's going through this horrible divorce? And I was like, this is just so weird. Why are these moms doing this? Mm -hmm. It made more sense. And then, how did the mom pick up the cat, though? That's what I would like to know. Maybe it was a spirit cat who then became real. I don't know. I don't know how that works. (laughs) I did think it was cute how superstitious he was when she walked under that ladder and he like freaked out like, oh my gosh. I know. (laughs) So much bad luck. That was funny. And I was wondering if it was going to get to the point where it was like, you're like their issue was going to be you're too superstitious. But that never became an issue. She kind of found it endearing. Mm -mm. So it was endearing, but yeah, I, you know, if I rewatch this movie, I'm going to have to listen closely to see if there's ever any, you know, in any of their conversations, they mention, yeah, my mom passed a few years ago. I, I'm guessing that never comes up because I think it was meant to be a surprise, but I did not see it coming. Well, I don't think they did, but I'm definitely pro. I'm definitely going to watch this again. I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. So. Yeah, I did too. I mean, spring, I gave it a two. Me too. There really wasn't anything spring like about it, but I didn't feel right giving it a one or a zero. I agree. I agree. But it's a love. But it is a love. Yeah. It's a love. Woo! 
the best one so far in April. Starting off with a bang. Yeah. We get to a not so much of a bang with always amore. Yeah. (laughs) Tyler Hines and Autumn Reeser, mainstays of Hallmark. And yet, this was my least favorite movie that we are reviewing today. You know, I don't think we did a summary of Just One Kiss. Well, I'll do one right now. (laughs) Just One Kiss has a lounge singer and a professor who's getting divorced. They meet when their moms from above. (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying. Their moms hatch a plan to get them together. And so then they start meeting everywhere and end up falling in love. Yep. Done. So. Always Amore has Autumn trying to run her dead husband's restaurant that is now failing because they lost him as their chef. And Tyler Hines' character is sent in to help give them a boost, Gordon Ramsay style, but much nicer, to get their restaurant back on their feet or else they'll lose it. Yep. And the movie was kind of boring because it was literally like every other restaurant movie. And it did not... like. I was expecting it to have some kind of emotional weight, like the presence of love. And it just felt like all the other restaurant movies to me. Well, I did not feel that. There was, I think, the connection between them both having lost someone. But I really feel like they waited too long to introduce they that. They waited till his his end speech at the end of the movie to yep. introduce that. Yeah. I was like, whoa, it's too late. And then I feel like Autumn got teary at like random points in the movie with little buildup. Like all of a sudden she was emotional and about to cry, which I guess, you know, in real life emotions can catch you by surprise, but it just felt off to me. I liked this movie, but I didn't love, love the movie. So I think I liked it better than you did. But yeah. so I didn't really feel that way about Autumn's. Like I was understandable. Like I felt like specifically when they're trying to change things or she's processing things or whatever. Now it had been three years since her husband died. Now, granted, I'm not trying to tell you how long you should take to grieve over <laughs> your spouse, but if they were trying to keep things exactly the same because of him for three years then maybe that results in any changes resulting in emotion sure i don't know i just are you no i heard you i just have no comment on it like literally those are all (laughs) the comments i have because i just did not care for this movie and you would think that tyler's hair would have been my worst critique of it and it wasn't um, and I finally figured out what he was giving me with that hair. He was giving me ancient Greece Caesar vibes. Like he needed his <laughs> crown of like leaves or whatever. And he would have fit right in with those bangs on his forehead. That's so funny. That's totally what he looked like. You know, if he was walking around in a toga with the crown, I might have given this look a, a better score. <laughs> I don't care. I The hair did not bother me at all. I don't think... I think it's, though, because I was getting so tired of his longer hair because every the longer it got, the more it felt like a helmet to me. <laughs> and I just was, like, over it. So I was quite happy that he changed his hair. I was happy to see the beard back, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So that was, that was a win. 
And then my two comments are kind of are really random. First of all, the the chef, the new chef that was the guy's protege, he makes them samples of food to try. Mm-hmm. And the thing that he makes him is something that he can't make again because they don't have any more truffles. Why on earth would you make something potentially for the menu if you can't make it again? <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But why would you introduce a competition in the last third or quarter of a movie where he does make said dish and then make him still lose? That surprised me also. I was like, okay. And I'm wondering if they were trying to make it more like um, of a situation where they didn't need the money to win it, you know, because they figured out how to do it on their own. Fine. But it was kind of strange to do it and then not and then have them lose it. Maybe they were trying something new. Um, it was just it seemed like an extra conflict thrown in at the end because they expected a competition to be needed because there's always a competition for these restaurant movies. It was just very strange. So there is that. I guess the resolution on their restaurant being saved was maybe a little different than normal. I don't know. I did kind of expect Tyler's character to give her the money or like become uh, a partner. That's what I expected. I expected her him to buy out the other guy. Yeah. Um so and Which then my, I uh, kind of Autumn kind of annoyed me when she was really trying to guilt trip that the investor dude. Like you have a failing company. The guy needs money cuz he's had a bad year. Why are you trying to guilt trip him into like taking on all this extra hardship just because you can't do your job? Well, I kind of felt like it was kind of like, hey, we're paying this consultant to come in and you're not even waiting to see if if it helps. You're just he paid for the consultant to come in. Yeah, but you're not even it- seeing if your investment helped why even invest the money in having the consultant come then if you're not going to wait it out and see if it actually works because he didn't know that that one opportunity was going to come up but it's not like she invested in it and then he still left like it was still his loss of money that was clearly made up when that deal I don't know I just felt like he didn't even give it a chance to work Mm. I was surprised though I actually thought that the solution was going to be her baking. <laughs> Not the Which protege. she still lost. Like, it wasn't even the saving grace at the competition. No. But I always thought that they would just start marketing her, her baking. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you need to have this as a thing that you have. Or, like, but they really made it focused on the guy's new dishes. And then having a, yeah. a, a like, a section that's, like, originals from the guy her husband or whatever so that was weird i did kind of love that they had a built-in song with the ukulele although that lady randomly playing the ukulele was was weird you know what i actually thought the ending benefited from the girl singing what a wonderful world and then there was another song playing at the end the mu- the movie really benefited from having that music at the end if they had had more music to try and 
help moments earlier on, maybe I would have liked it more. Well, I agree. I do think that the music helped. I just thought the girl being randomly playing the ukulele in that place after they just had that conversation was like weird. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, that's why she was there because they had the conversation. (laughs) There was just a lot of things in this movie that they threw in. I don't know. Like, they pushed a lot of her baking. Did that ever come to anything? No. Did his truffle dish ever come to anything? No. Like, I don't know. It was a lot of, I guess, maybe they're trying to be, like, red herrings or twists or whatever. But it just didn't work for me. They didn't sell it nearly as well as they sold the mom storyline in Just One Kiss. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't see that coming. Or the emotional storyline in the presence of love. Yeah. All right, you want to get on to the scores? Yeah. So setting, I gave it a two. I didn't find anything interesting. Wow. (laughs) The setting's the only thing I liked about it. What did you give it? I gave it a four because I I liked the outside of the restaurant. The inside of the restaurant was just meh. I really liked her house. I liked the little town that they were in and the chocolate shop. I really thought that was cute. So it got a four. Hmm. Style, I gave it a two. I gave it a two, and it wasn't because of Tyler's hair. It was because of Autumn's ugly clothes. I do not know. Really? When Hmm. when she met him and she was wearing that gray oversized sweater and those baggy wide leg gray pants she mm-hmm. looked like a garbage bag <laughs> i thought the sweater looked comfortable i mean it did look comfortable but that like if you're at home hanging out or if you have like some tighter pants on it was the combination of the loose top and loose bottoms that I was just like, this is not cute. And I did not like a lot of her. I felt like the only thing that I thought she looked great in, her hair looked really pr- great. Her face looked really pretty. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the only thing that I outfit that I actually felt like she looked great in was the dress at the the reopening thing. The lace one that I, was like reddish. I don't even remember it. I just thought her clothes were okay. And I knew I couldn't mark it that high because of Tyler's hair. (laughs) So two it is. (laughs) All right. Storyline. I gave it a one because I was bored and it literally mirrored every other restaurant movie except for some unexplainable weird storylines thrown in. Um, I actually liked it enough. I gave it a three. It was, it was fine. It wasn't amazing, but I definitely did not dislike it as much as you did Mm. spring i gave it a one (laughs) i don't even know why (laughs) i gave it didn't do anything spring like and because i didn't know why i just gave it i was like whatever give it a three (laughs) (laughs) there was a movie that did mention spring what movie was it oh it was royal runaway romance so not this one so yeah And then I gave it a nonsense. Okay, so I have a hard time because I really didn't dislike this movie. 
but it's definitely in the middle. I think it does lean on my slider scale closer to nonsense. Bum, bum, bum. Not a winner. Sorry, Autumn. And sorry, Tyler. I'm trying to think. Were they in any other movies this year yet? Autumn, definitely yes. And her Italian movie, much preferred over this one. Tyler. He hasn't been in another one. He hasn't been in anything else. So the bar's low. I feel like it was at a disadvantage, though, because Tyler is so funny. This the fact that this was a movies and mysteries. He tried to have some funny moments, like when he said the cup name Cuppy. That was yeah. cute. Well, I mean, there were some of there was a couple, but it, I felt like it didn't have. It was so serious so much of the time that it didn't have enough mm-hmm. space. Like their meet cute. I felt like, oh, this might be real going. This might go really well, knowing that it's a movies and mysteries one, because I thought it was like kind of bantery and. He was a little funny and, you know, but then I, after that, it, it didn't really go. Yeah. He, I like him better when he's able to be kind of the sarcastic, funny guy instead Mm -hmm. of this serious, which is kind of ironic now that we're like kind of talking about it because I was going to mention, and I'll probably say it when we talk about Royal Runaway Romance, I like Brant in the more serious roles than when he's trying to be funny because I think he goes way over the top and it's like almost creepy. Mm-hmm. And then here with Tyler, it's the opposite. I prefer him funny over serious. Yeah. All right. But there you go. Let's go on to a royal runaway romance. Woohoo! This one is Which about... I just have to say. Oh. Yeah, you say your part actually. Okay. Uh, this one is about a princess that will become queen who falls in love with a guy or falls for, I guess not falls in love with, but falls for a guy who uh, paints her portrait and she goes to visit her uncle in the United States so that she can go see him in Chicago with the bright idea that I'll just steal the keys and drive myself. Yeah. And so bright idea. the uncle sends her with the bodyguard. On a the cute bodyguard royal runaway romance road trip because <laughs> there weren't enough R's. And so Carrie sent me the May movies that are coming out soon, which we'll preview in a different episode. But a lot of the titles have romance in those too. Yeah, I don't know. There were lots I feel like a lot of movies, yeah, this year have romance actually in the title, which meh, get better at it. But anyway, what I was going to say, which is random, but cool. (laughs) This is very stuttery. So I did a post on Instagram comparing, saying, like, if you liked Royal Runaway Romance, you should go watch Chasing Liberty and First Daughter, which I mentioned in our preview episode. And then one of the girls who actually worked with Mandy Moore on This Is Us commented that she had just worked with Mandy Moore. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. It's Her name's Abigail Fierce Kilmeyer. So she's listening. Hey, thanks for commenting. <laughs> <laughs> but I just watched the This Is Us episode that she was in. And I was like, oh, it's always so fun when people comment and message us about things, like who they're working with or what they've worked on. Because, you know, we've had some of the 
costume people yeah messages too that they've done so we always appreciate it i saw that comment and i was like why did she even mention mandy Moore? this is so random and then i clicked on it and i was like oh (laughs) (laughs) that's why yes because she follows the hashtag mandy Moore. i'm sure anyway back to this movie uh, let's start with, you know, how I am about accents and Philippa Northeast is not British. She is Australian. I thought there was something off, but Australian accent, English accent, I guess they're kind of close-ish. Doesn't bother me one bit. She didn't say mate. <laughs> so... She didn't didn't say mate. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I just, I actually thought she was going to be British solely because of her name. I feel like Philippa. And I think her Instagram handle is Pip. So she goes by Pip, I guess. I thought for sure she was going to be British with that name. (laughs) Doesn't that sound like it? It is a very British name. Yeah. Philippa. Pippa. Yep. But I do like I like the name Pippa, though. That is cute. Um, that aside, we start this movie with her kissing another man. Which I was just like, whoa. This was so weird to me. First of all, I literally wrote, she looks sad in that portrait. <laughs> I thought she actually looked like an adult. Which is one of the very few times she looked like an adult to me in this movie. I agree. I mean, it would have been fine to me. I just thought that she looked like her mouth was like downturned. I thought she looked sad. And then she's like, I guess I should have smiled. But but it's tradition. <laughs> and so then how long did he, how long was he painting her for? Four oh, weeks? I don't even remember. Was it four weeks? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a terribly long time. How do you, how do you get to know someone sitting for a portrait? I don't know. It seemed weird to me. I mean, they had talked. I know. I feel like, though, her going on the road trip with what's his name? I don't even know. What was... Grady. Grady? Yes. Or you can call him Brant by his real name. (laughs) I guess that the whole point of her going on this road trip with him was to realize what real conversations are like when somebody really gets to know you. Because they really didn't Mm -hmm. seem to know each other. Mm -mm, No. He didn't really seem to care about her. No. I mean, obviously. And I guess it was just a attraction kind of a thing, hence the kiss. Yeah, she's never let out of the castle. The first young man to be have her alone. She's kind of like, oh, yay, I gotta make use of it. And he's like, ooh, royalty. I'm from America. When am I ever gonna kiss a princess? You know? Yeah. It was all novelty. That's the thing. It was novelty. Well, and it was all about him, too. He, it was yeah. all about like him getting her painting her portrait, and he even said when she went to when she finally saw him, "Oh, maybe we should step outside, and it'll be good for both of us." It's like everything was about his career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of the point, I guess. Yeah, true. Um, let's see. I actually didn't write a lot about this. I I thought this movie was cute. I in- enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. I don't really usually care for the royal ones, but I do think it was a little bit different because I 
I kind of like them better when the royal is taken out of their normal place. Like I, I the whole thing about like the American bonding with the the staff and stuff like that, I'm kind of over it. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. This one was different and I liked it. I mean, I only have two things and then we could just rate it. Okay, I have two things also and then we can just rate it. All right. So you go with your first one. So my first one is and it's a question. Is camping an American pastime? Because that's what Grady says, and that's what she acts like camping is. Did Americans invent camping? Like, Well, I don't know if they invented camping. I do think that in America, it is very much a pastime that people enjoy. Yeah, but I mean, do people in other countries not enjoy camping? Like, they act like this is a uniquely American hobby. And that, I guess that's my question. and Because I never considered it unique to America that we love camping. I'm Googling. Compared to other countries. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. I really, it doesn't really sound right to me. We introduce you to seven cultures around the world that camp and share what makes their camping lifestyle unique. The Kiwis. Australia. Northern, or no, New Zealand. Thailand. Thailand? Germans, Australians. The Dutch, Mongolians, Arabs. Those are the seven places hmm. that camp. I mean, I guess I can see what you mean. Maybe what she meant is because so much movies and stuff like that is made is based upon American, you know, whatever. Maybe mm-hmm. what they what she's seen of like in the movies of camping is the traditional. American experience, which is setting up your tent, having s'mores, doing a campfire, you know, you know, being by a lake or something, you know what I'm saying? And maybe these other places where they're doing it, maybe they have a different camping experience or something like that. I can't imagine that somewhere like, I just don't see the English people like camping much. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, Maybe in countries that have more more space, you know what I'm saying? Like England's a pretty small country, so maybe countries like in like Switzerland, when there where there's like the Alps and stuff like that. I'm sure people who are climbing in the mountains they camp and stuff. So maybe mm-hmm. that's kind of the reason that, or maybe because she is royalty, royals don't camp. I imagine she doesn't know that many people who do camp. Yeah. It was just the American part thrown in there that threw me. I don't know. Um, do you want to hear my college camping story? <laughs> How can I say no to that? <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Okay. So I went to college in Kansas in a very small town. And my friends Rebecca and Sian and I decided we were going to go camp. It was my junior year and their senior year. And Rebecca was driving her grandma's old, like, Ford truck, uh, pickup truck. And we had a twin mattress from the dorm in the back with all of our blankets because we didn't have a tent. We weren't going to sleep on the ground. So you guys, all three of you, were going to sleep on a twin mattress? Yes, this was well thought out. (laughs) So we're driving out in the back roads of Kansas and her headlights go out. And it's pitch black. There are not 
street lights because we're out in farm field land. So we literally cannot see a thing. We're just driving. <laughs> and we finally arrive at the lake and I think it was locked. So we couldn't even get in. So then we had to drive in pitch black again. Then we somehow miraculously made it back to town, went to the park, managed to start a fire, did the s'mores thing. And then we went back to campus and parked behind the dorm and watched One Tree Hill in the back of the pickup truck until we fell asleep. (laughs) So we were just behind the dorm (laughs) in a pickup truck camping. Uh, This is my kind of camping. You know, One Tree Hill, it was a thing, and we loved it out there. I'm actually kind of surprised they let you have a fire in the park. It was at the, like, picnic station, Oh, you know, with a barbecue. Got it, got it. Yeah, we didn't start it on the ground or anything. We started it in the barbecue pit thing. We had to throw a lot of the lighter fluid, a lot of matches to try and light this thing. It was not safe because <laughs> we didn't know what the heck we were doing <laughs> and we have a lot of pictures of us posing with these extremely long pointy sticks that were meant to hold marshmallows over a bonfire That's which we so did not funny. have i i yeah. the last time i camped was when i was little we used to go to minnesota and camp on this lake and <laughs> the only thing i remember about that is one i was very upset that there was no mayonnaise I don't know why. (laughs) And two, my brother, no, this kid that we were there with, he went, he went to pull his sock off and he was on the dock and fell into the lake. Oh my God. (laughs) So those are, that's my only memory. Camping is not for me. I would never in a million years, whether it's American or not. It's not for me either. That's why we brought a bed. (laughs) literally brought a bed (laughs) oh okay so that was my first thing and then my second thing about the movie was fairly early in the movie she had to get close enough to him to steal his keys although at the time you didn't know she was trying to steal his keys and they were just super close and it totally felt like a moment like I felt that tension between them like ooh, they kind of felt like they were going kiss like because she I actually didn't like her attitude towards him very much. I didn't feel like there was a need for it because he literally had nothing to do with being assigned to her. He was very nice to her. She just automatically like had an attitude towards him. Like she doesn't know that she's going to need bodyguards. Yeah. And he even made a comment like, why are you acting like you've never had protection detail before? So that almost made me dislike her in the movie but thankfully she dropped the attitude eventually so it wasn't like carried throughout the whole movie which really would have annoyed me but anyway I really liked that verging on steamy scene I agree I I liked that too and there was definitely tension Um, something that I did not my two comments are things that I did not like first is really random uh, for someone who wanted to go to the United States to study dance, her dancing in the car was absurd. She was doing the cabbage patch. I thought that patch. scene was weird. It was strange. Yeah. It didn't pair well with the song either. Like, no! it wasn't on beat. 
I'm I'm so bad at being on beat, and I even knew that that wasn't working. <laughs> so yeah, that was bad. And then the other scene that I thought, this is absurdity. The mother is sitting outside when she comes down in the rain with someone holding an umbrella over her head when you can look behind you and there is covered space for you to sit. Ah, royals. They're just like us. And then she says, why don't you come sit in the rain with me? And she sits down in the rain on a wet chair. What? Yeah. I think I just glossed over that. (laughs) That whole scene was absurdity. And I felt like it was just there to kind of do a striking, like, comparison between her life versus what she'll experience on this road trip. But it Mm -hmm. was just weird. It was weird. Yeah. All right. Okay. Moving on to our rankings. I can't wait to see what you're going to put Setting. setting. (laughs) Well, you know, I actually marked it as a four. (gasps) But hear me out. So I liked that they went to all these different places and the county fair was cute. The dance had way too many American flags, which I did not understand. And I thought his ranch house was cute. But there was a fake Nebraska, and maybe I should have given it lower. I gave it a four also. I thought you were going to give it lower because they obviously didn't go to these places and just pretended to go to these places. That's what I was expecting. I thought they did a good job faking going to these places, except for Nebraska. Well, and you you text messaged me and you're like, are there mountains in Nebraska? And I was like, maybe on the Colorado side. And it does say their highest point in Nebraska is about the same as uh, Queenman's Dome in the Smoky Mountains. So those are real mountains. And it it's high up there, Queenman's Dome. Yeah, but all the pictures I saw of Nebraska mountains did not look, that looked like Pacific Northwest mountain range. Like they yes. don't have that kind of tree. I don't know. Nebraska just doesn't look like that. Do we need to do a road trip? No, I don't want to drive through Nebraska again. (laughs) I have family in Omaha. That doesn't count. (laughs) But I've driven through Nebraska, too, to get... To Illinois? Do you drive through Nebraska to get through Colorado from Kansas? Or do you just go Kansas to Colorado? I think you probably do go through Nebraska. Okay, then I've been over on that side and there was no mountains i just thought it was terrible like they're they're trying to make this look like you know the american landscape colorado was the mountains okay utah we had the desert okay then we get to nebraska and we don't have farm fields rolling prairie the i think that was what got me the most yeah i can understand that but i gave it a four i liked it i thought it was good Mm, okay and i liked their car that car's been in a lot of movies lately. I, know. <laughs> I love it. Okay, style. I feel like I should actually give it a lower score than I did, but I gave it a three because a lot of her stuff looked oversized on her, like overlong 
because she was very small, very short, looked like a kid most of the time. And so a lot of her clothing, I just didn't think fit her very well. I thought they would be cute outfits, but they just looked too big. Okay. So I gave it her, I gave it a four. And the main reason that I gave it a four was because based upon what I saw on the previews and the stupid poster, Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be worse than what it was. I think my low expectations for the style (laughs) helped it. (laughs) There was a couple of dresses that I thought she looked really cute in. The dress that she went to the art show in was really pretty, very fitted. Very modern. Um, And I just thought she, there was a dress at one point, uh, I think it was when they were at the dance that I thought was really cute. Um, I did kind of wonder, A, why is she packing for herself? Mm -hmm. Do royals pack for themselves? I don't think so. Um, And then, B, why are you taking the dress that you just had your portrait done in? And pearls, which the pearls did end up playing a role. But it was just kind of strange to me. Yeah, I thought that dress that she wore in the portrait was going to play more of a part when she packed it. Me too. But it didn't. (laughs) No, it did not. Uh, Okay, and then storyline, I gave it a four because it was a different royal storyline. You know, I really like the bodyguard trope. So there you have it, a four. I thought it was good. And Brant Brant did a really good job in this movie. I liked him again because he was more of the serious type, which he plays much better. Wasn't his last movie The Baker's Son? Was that him? Yes. Okay, that was Mm -hmm. an absurd movie in general. So yes, this was much better than that. Uh, um, Well, and then, so he has two and two for me. So he has The Baker's Son, which was the crazy and then there was the Christmas movie movie from Up TV or whatever, where he was like the oh. stalker dude with the Christmas cards, which was crazy. But then the one on the good side was Mingle All the Way with Jen Lilly, I where he was movie. like the serious type again. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I'm like, he's better on the serious ones. Um, I also gave this a four. I do have one question about the storyline. Mm-hmm. Why on earth would you just leave her at the end? You didn't replace bodyguards. You didn't do anything. It's just like you're like, oh, you're here. You got to Chicago safely. I'm going to leave you in the hands of this stranger that you don't know. Have fun. Yeah, I thought that was weird, too, because then he just turned around and drove all the way back to his parents' house. Like, I don't know if it was meant to be some kind of, like, growth thing because, you know, she decided, like, she's her own person and her mom was kind of on, I don't know. It was, it was very odd. Yeah. But other than that, I really did like the storyline. I thought it was surprisingly well done. I probably would not have picked her as the actress to play that role. I don't know who I would have picked, but... I didn't absolutely love She looks her. like Jonna Walsh. Except Jonna actually looks grown up. I mean, no offense, but I guess that's offensive. <laughs> I really liked Brant like you did. It was a good one. 
Yeah. And then spring, I'm giving it a three because they mentioned spring at the county fair. And I was like, yeah, okay. I guess that's a springy thing. I gave it a four because of the county fair and because of the picnic where they got in trouble for being on the property. <laughs> that guy. The fake Nebraska. Yes. So <laughs> That was cute. Um, Overall, I gave it a love, though. Me too. Yay. Even though it's not as much of a love as just one kiss. No. But it is like it's not too far away from it it just can't top that singing i agree for me all right so that wraps up this review episode our next episode is going to be the may preview i believe yep yes and there are some interesting storylines <laughs> yeah and and oh. no mysteries no mysteries i'm getting really That's frustrated right now have you watched the curious caterer yet um no because it just aired yesterday and i was catching up on the other movies from being out of town but i think i am gonna watch it tonight so okay have you watched it we'll see how that is no but i still haven't watched cut color and murder well i feel like you would be more likely to watch this one than that one this is true but i'm just saying Cut color and murder was good though. I liked it. So two two mysteries, and I haven't watched them yet. Did you watch the Aurora Tea Garden one? I did watch. No, wait. What was the Aurora? No, I haven't watched that one yet either. So three. Slacker. That's how I am on these mysteries, though. I know I didn't even start watching them till last year. That is true, and I do feel like mysteries are really good for binge watching. Mm-hmm. Where you can sit. It's hard watch. to just do thing yeah yeah all right anyway may preview no mysteries though bye <laughs> see ya so subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes release and if you're on apple podcast we'd love it if you leave us a review apparently those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media yes Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.